0: going on everybody welcome back to another episode or should i say episodes of talking preacher i am your host dustin
1: that's right i'm your other host mitchell and today we are talking preacher season three episodes seven and eight and this is because of uh as you may have noticed some of our listeners may have noticed our uh recent absence lately yeah yeah and i mean (laughs) you know generally we try to be on top of things uh when a show's uh, broadcasting as we're reviewing yeah. it, you know, but uh, sometimes life events just kind of conspire against us. And, you know, vacations happen, uh, inter- yeah. internet shortages happen, things like that. And uh, it's kind of set us back a little bit. But I uh, always plan on coming back and reviewing the show. And I, I think, honestly, these two episodes back to back, I'm glad that we get to talk to them, uh, talk about them back to back like we do now. Because they yeah, just they just absolutely. fit so perfectly together, and they're such a joy to watch. First of all, and uh, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about it all together now as one big mishmash, and uh, it's it's gonna be great. I I loved these last two episodes. I think they're some of the best preacher we've had yet.
0: Oh, absolutely. They they really. This season's kind of up the bar with each episode, making me want more with each episode, which is really good. And, I mean, these two are no, you know, they, they definitely make me want more. And the way the story's told, it really fits that we're able to talk about them back-to-back, like you said. So, I mean, it, it starts off crazy and ends even crazier. I mean, the where we get from Episode 8 to where we are at the, or Episode 7, where we're at at the end of Episode 8, it's insane. It's crazy what's going on.
1: Absolutely. But, you know, if if you're, for some reason, only listening to these episodes, uh, we'll start you right off at the at the beginning of episode seven here. And I, I thought, first of all, it was great to get more Hitler, finally. Oh, yeah. This is exactly what I wanted, you know, Hilter, as as he's called, <laughs> working <Yeah. laughs> work in the store, uh, covering for the manager that's trying to sneak away to bang chicks and stuff, and, you yeah. know, just classic... Uh, uh, Middle Americana.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I kind of wondered what Hitler would do. You know, he escaped from hell. He actually has a second chance here on Earth and and to kind of, you know, maybe correct some of his
1: mistakes. Fuck
0: no. Dude's right back at it.
1: Absolutely. If you were thinking this was going to be like a redemption (laughs) arc for Hitler, you'd be absolutely wrong. Um, yeah. it, it was it was awesome, you know, because you do get a little bit of that hope that maybe, you know, things are going to be different. You see him being a generally nice guy like he was in hell.
0: Yeah, yeah. For the
1: most part, running the store and everything. And he kind of, you know, he's formed a little social clique with his other workers. <laughs> and I love that, you know, his Reich, his, his new Reich plans include these people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, later on. But, you know, he gives a very passionate... You know, Hitler speech like like he's been known to do and you're like, oh, no, he's definitely back up to his old tricks. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what's crazy is that the episode is titled Hitler and we only get like three minutes of Hitler.
1: Yeah, actually, I think the episode was titled Hilter. Oh, Hitler we just we just didn't read it. We we glossed over it. We just
0: it. <laughs> we just want to see Hitler no matter what, I guess. But
1: you're right. Yeah, there is this uh the opener with him and then um yeah. that's that's really about it because he's caught by the saint and and this whole uh plot line on him uh, of him on earth is wrapped up really quick. Yeah. Thought they'd take a little bit more time with it, but no. Um, even without his weapons, Saint of Killer just easily kind of wraps him up. Yeah,
0: because you don't fuck with the Santa Killers. I mean, he throws that one dude into the glass and just breaks his head open.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it didn't didn't work out well for his manager. I hope his last lay was a good one.
0: Yeah, hopefully.
1: <laughs> so the, the rest of the episode, you know, follows Cassidy kind of getting more into bed with this uh, the sort of vampire cult thing that he's joined. That's led by uh, the guy who I forget his name.
0: Uh, Gestalt.
1: (laughs) Icarus.
0: Icarus.
1: Icarus, sure. Yeah. Um, And, you know, for a while you're thinking, like, man, this guy can do no wrong, right? (laughs) He's like... Right, right. He's under the guise that he's setting up these new fledgling vampires to go all around the world and set up safe havens for other vampires and work on social justice reform and all that. And yeah. Come come to find out, you know, he's just full of shit. Like we oh, sort yeah. of suspected he was. We just didn't know what brand of bullshit he was full of, right? Yeah, and it,
0: yeah, and it seems like... I think that's how he's more powerful, As I think he's feeding on the power of these other vampires that allows him to actually do these mind tricks and changing into different forms. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That that's um what I was led to believe as well. Uh even with the the newer episode um that yeah, that you know, he has to be a a cannibal vampire, so to speak, to really get the uh the full vampire powers out of it, which is why yeah. Cassidy's not able to perform in that area. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He can't do it. And he tries the whole entire episode and he even ha- there's even one funny scene where he's sitting there and he thinks he's actually doing it, but Acaris is actually giving him a hand. So that was pretty funny. Oh
1: yeah, all of their their like bar scenes where they go out and stuff. This is this is great stuff. This was the perfect remedy for Cassidy's like uh uh you know just the bullshit that they wasted him on in the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. G- this should have been yeah Yeah, it's the
1: highlight of the season really
0: (laughs) it it should have been there mid-season not well i I guess it kind of was mid-season when he started to meet these guys but they really should have been brought in a little earlier on gave cassidy more to do because this actually is one of the better arcs for this guy i mean it it gives us a chance to see cassidy kind of grow in his own and see what his character is all about you know he's He's got to turn a Turner girl in this episode, and and he's really nervous about it the whole time. You know, Icarus is like, it's all right, it's all good. Even the chick comes in and is like, you know, we're setting up these havens, it's all good. But he's still got issues with it. He doesn't like to do it because he thinks it's a curse.
1: Yeah, exactly. He, he just um, He's obviously not doing it the way Icarius is doing it. And, you know, Icarus uh, has even preyed on... People like Cassidy before in the past. I think this is the first yeah. time, maybe, that he's just run into another vampire in the wild.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You know, well, no, because he, he
0: calls the one vampire, it seems, when he's thinking about turning Dennis. And even that vampire is like, oh, you should totally think about it before you do it. You know, he's got to be a good guy and all that other stuff. Uh, which Cassidy doesn't take that advice, and Dennis turns out to be an asshole.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, but Icarus I, I has got the thing going for him that he's kind of genuinely formed somewhat of a bond with these people in that he's gained, like, lots of knowledge about them and control over them. Um, yeah. They're all very vulnerable people, so it's really easy for him to take advantage of them. And, um, you know, Cassidy's just very much not like that.
0: <laughs> no, no, he... He's pretty much a loner, and he's been going about it this whole time. You know, even with his reaction to Tulip in the previous, when he says, "You know, I've got to let you guys go because there's been dozens of you guys. I, I don't, I don't need more friends." So, you can kind of tell that this is, you know, a new environment for him, and he's kind of getting used to the idea of, you know, how being worshipped by these, these kids, and you know, the, the kids really want the immortality. They just don't know what the end game for Carius is until they end up in his car and.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, which was a great twist. I mean, I I knew something was going to go wrong with him taking the the this new student, the new vampire, away from the group, and I, I just didn't. I didn't suspect vampire cannibalism. I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought he was doing something else more sinister, but definitely killing them for some yeah. bizarre reason. And th- um, this is
0: kind of, you know, of course, we do have the differences from the comics because Akarius really isn't like this. In the comic, he he likes the idea of being worshipped and all that stuff. So he's kind of playing along with those kids. But Cassidy kind of starts to show him the, the darker side and what you can be as a vampire. And Akarius gets a little carried away so it looks like he's already corrupted instead of cassidy being the one who is the corrupter
1: yeah which i think is a great uh, uh way to turn that a whole thing around and yeah cassidy, it's much better i think cassidy gets more of a you know uh, moral high ground and and he gets to establish you know what he believes in and everything yeah um, this is just something he's been lacking for a while and i do love that um while Featherstone and Star are kind of dealing with like Jesse and his whole grandma situation, yeah. um, Hoover is kind of off on his own. His his task has been uh, to collect Cassidy, yeah. and and he goes right away and teams up with the the Catholic priests. <laughs> that which, was awesome
0: because he goes right into the uh, the. the
1: the so confession, confession. Yeah. yeah. And then he says some weird shit and gets taken down into their little underground fight club. Which
0: was which I kind of thought this was going to be the, that group of people that were chasing Cassidy in the first episode of the well, series. Well,
1: I think they were implied to be a branch of them, or maybe Probably. religiously affiliated somehow, or vampire hunters through, you know, like uh, uh, a... Dean and, <laughs> and, and Winchesters. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, they're hunters. It could be like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hoover's got a great uh, uh, story arc this season so far. I, I I dig what they're doing with him, you know, after the whole priest attack doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, as it turns out, Aikarius is kind of badass enough to, uh, well, him and Cassidy together are badass enough to take a, a fully armed Like with searchlights and everything, group of priests, you know, in the middle of the night, um, which was a great, I think, uh, uh, little fight scene. Uh, Very different from other ones, you know. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like, you know, Lost Boys or or any of those old vampire movies. This is just cool because at one point, Aikarius is like trying to fly up and they got the beam, the searchlight beam right above him and he can't go, you know, either way. And it was just cool. It it makes a fight scene a little bit different.
0: It does, and it really makes um, a lot more fun out of it as well because you've got fucking Cassidy, who obviously has this tolerance built up with all this shit because he's just straight up does every drug that's known to man, that the fucking oh, drink yeah, darts don't yeah. even do anything. I and love that. He just that pulls one out well. and plops it in the dude, and the dude goes <laughs> down, and he's like. This is nothing. I've got, yeah, he's like,
1: I've built up years of uh, tolerance to painkillers. How's yours? Yeah. Um, and I, I got to say, another thing looking back on this now is that uh, Cassidy's plot right now is so much more interesting than what's going on with, with Jesse and his whole family thing. And just that whole plot right now, as it stands, doesn't quite heat up, I think, until the end of this episode and the, the yeah, beginning of the it, next one.
0: It's kind of in a weird area where they're trying to move it along, but they're having to stretch out over, you know, these next three episodes where you've got the whole thing that's going on with Star and Jesse, and then the whole thing that's going on with Featherstone, Jody,
1: yeah, and...
0: Yeah, well, so it's, basically...
1: It's taken a really long time to establish that these characters can't kill each other they, they need each other and they have to work together, yeah. but they don't like each other and they don't want to, you know. So they're all working against each other, but with each other. And it, it's taken a really long time to get them to this point where they're forced to sort of make actions happen. And now Jesse's, yeah. Jesse's trying to get his powers back. We really want him to get his powers back. Um, and to make that happen, first, they got to go steal some souls. Right.
0: Yep. Yep. They got to get Grandma all the souls that she can eat, so that way Jesse's uh, contract clear with her is free and clear. Yeah, he's able to leave. And then, but of, of course,
1: course sh- everybody's double crossing everybody here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: you've got all sorts of shit happening with this storyline. You know, of course, in this episode alone, you've got Star coming in, basically promising the souls, and then sending Featherstone Jody. And Tulip off to go do this, which I really like the interactions between Tulip and Featherstone. That that sort of tension was really good in these two episodes because you could tell that fucking Tulip really hates fucking Featherstone and vice versa. And it's because Featherstone thinks she's smart and better, whereas Tulip is just, you know, some headstrong, crazy chick that tends to fuck shit up
1: yeah their their differences are really made clear uh in the next episode as well but um yeah i, I thought it was just a, a cool good plot twist uh to send them off to japan and um do something interesting get the hell out of this setting that they've been stuck in for yeah. a long time um and then i even i even really liked uh jesse um, finally, you know, going off with Star and kind of making deals with him. Like, you know, once I get my soul back, uh, uh, from Star's perspective, he's like, please don't use it to double-cross me again. Like, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're in this together, man. Quit yeah, double-crossing I mean,
0: me. Yeah, Star knows that, look, the position we're in right now, we need each other. And I am more than willing to get your soul back, but... You can't do what you were about to do earlier, you know? You can't tell me to eat my own dick. That would yeah. suck. And and they're really the storyline is really cool because they're kinda combining two different arcs that were in uh the comics, which is the whole uh conflict between All Father, Star and Jesse, because that is there in the comic. And of course the conflict between Grandma, Jody, and T C and Jesse and the gang. So basically, In the comics, though, it's really crazy because in all actuality, Allfather, and I I think this is fairly good. If you've read the comics, you know where I'm about to go. But in the comics, Allfather is related to Grandma Langell.
1: Oh, I I wouldn't even be surprised if that were the case uh, in the show, too. They might, they might end up admitting. Who knows?
0: In fact, the whole reason why Jesse ends up in front of Allfather in the comics is because he's pissed off because of the shit that goes down at the farm. Prior to Jesse meeting All Father,
1: yeah, but you know that uh, I guess now looking at, at that, uh, it doesn't seem all that realistic that no, Allfather Father would I mean, also be. You know, in the comic books, yeah. it seems like it's just a way to a convenient way to link these characters. Well, or whatever. yeah, and it
0: and it makes but, sense as well because of the whole idea that instead of them being voodoo soul eaters and and. In the series, and the comics, you know, they're just big, crazy Christians, and of course, it makes sense with all Father and Her being related because of the way they were. So, now it just doesn't make sense, and I see the reason why they've kind of separated that, and that's that's totally fine by me. It doesn't need to be there, and like you said.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah, and okay, so... Uh Jesse, you know, goes with Star, they're going back to, to Grail headquarters. I love the the bag over the head thing. He's like, Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. again. <laughs> and, you know, he's taking him up the elevator and kind of explaining what they're about to do, and then he's like, Okay, but you gotta do one thing, you gotta kill him. And before Jesse can even like, you know, be included in the plan, the door's open and all fathers there, which is a, a great little Stinger end for the episode. Um, oh, yeah. That yeah. that and, uh, I guess, uh, Granny discovering, you know, through TC, that uh, Jesse has Genesis. This is where she becomes aware of Jesse's trump card, finally. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, all because of TC, damn it.
0: Yeah, he's he's smart, but yet really stupid, because they mentioned Genesis. And I like how they, they automatically just you know mention the band when they're sitting in the kitchen he's like what's genesis and they're like a band both of them same time so that was yeah
1: i yeah (laughs) i like that as well and of course grandma you know tells him oh it's a book from the bible or whatever yeah i mean tc had a lot of great stuff in in this episode and in well primarily in this episode not so much in the next one but
0: yeah no the 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 farm's kind of low-key in the next one we're dealing mainly with you know everything else
1: yeah, which is great. So uh, that that was uh, episode seven. That's kind of where that left off. And uh, oh, one.
0: but we forgot to mention the big thing with Cassidy and Icarus. You know, they start getting
1: all uppity with each other. Oh, was that in the preview? Was that in seven as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, They're right. Yeah. They climb into the coffin and start making out and mm-hmm, stuff. Yeah, which end. was a which was a very unexpected twist. Um, it was yeah. like. It was like uh, I had a brief moment where you know we're really feeling like oh my gosh like Icarus is this cannibal vampire that's uh, uh, now he's gonna set his sights on uh, Cassidy of course and you that's know, what I starts, thought was gonna happen He starts too. making out with him and you're like <laughs> I laughed out loud. I was like oh my god this is this is truly going somewhere <laughs> special now.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know? I mean the betrayal's even more now because once. Cassidy finds out what's going on, he's so, gonna be pissed.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing though. Um, you know, how much of it is like Cassidy's actual attraction to him and you know, we've seen his powers demonstrating that he can, you know, force attraction on people. How do we he know can, yeah. how do we know he's not giving him just a little bit of that in the moment to get him, you know, going and then whatever, you know, instinct takes over? But <laughs> well, we don't know.
0: We don't uh, know.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, So, man, and and I love, uh, right off the bat, you know, start of episode eight, um, Jesse in the elevator fight scene. Oh, it was great. Awesome opening, you know. Yeah. uh, All these stupid (laughs) (laughs) white-suited beret-wearing lackeys are, are sent to die in an elevator,
0: Oh yeah, and the elevator goes down, and then it like just cuts to star and all father standing up there, and you just hear gunshots going down, and then like comes back up. He even shoots the all father, and you're like, oh shit! I, even I was like, well, that fucking was a little anticlimactic.
1: That's it. That's it. This is over.
0: And of course, <laughs> when he got up, I was like, oh right on. That was that was good shit.
1: No, I figured he had to be you know like uh, the kingpin from uh, Marvel comics oh yeah Spider-Man, yeah you can't Daredevil, shoot that fucker whatnot. like yeah a bullet is not really gonna stop him it might slow him down temporarily but yeah he's clearly got so much fat and yeah. insulating his, his blob-like <laughs> body that you know a bullet's, I don't get. A bullet's not gonna do it
0: <laughs> why does he purge and he's still that fat. He's bulimic, yet he is still that fat. I don't get Oh, that. dude,
1: because he just eats that much. Like, yeah. he can't even get skinny. He is constantly eating. Like, what a Ugh. crazy bastard.
0: We had some more Purge moments in this episode as well when he's eating his noodles oh, god, and he yeah, decides yeah, okay. to purge right in front of jesse it's like oh god <laughs> they really but, do a good job of capturing this character
1: they oh absolutely job. this is it's one of the high points of the season one of the new high points of the show um i i am pro all father sticking around as long as possible as long as the show goes until he meets his gruesome end which i can't wait for um,
0: oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what like it is, but, yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but, boy, do I want to see it, man. Um, well, it might not even happen this season. We've got two episodes left. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen this season. Well, it, it still could. It still could.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Two episodes, they could kill. Honestly, I thought they were going to kill him in this one, but yeah. they, I guess not. Um, it, it was really cool seeing, or really cool, funny, seeing uh, Star kind of reverting back to, like, okay, I got to serve this guy, you know, but I'm yeah. actually on your side, kind of, to Jesse. <laughs> and they strap him in, and he's like, I put a gun in your jacket. He's like, how the fuck am I supposed to get the gun? Yeah, <laughs> it's a rocket launcher in my pocket it wouldn't matter. My hands are yeah. tied up. Um, the episode starts with, uh, after the credits, that is, uh, this, like, dream sequence where you know it's some kind of weird because I felt like you know I'd skipped an episode or something. Yeah. <laughs> between yeah. between that last scene and the credits, somehow I skipped an episode because suddenly Tulip and uh, Jody and everyone are back from uh, their mission, and I was like, "Really? We're not going to get to see any of that?" And yeah, the and the one girl Featherstone the died. No way. Like, yeah. This has clearly got to be a, a dream sequence of some sort, and it is. Yeah
0: which it prompts and scares grandma into calling Satan to come up for a visit.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I know I know when I have a nightmare the first thing I do is phone up Satan. So Which is
0: it's kind of obvious that something like this need to happen because in the comics she's working with God in all actuality. And so to her be working with Satan it's kind of a nice little flip on how it kind of worked in the comic.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Um Totally, and, you know, this, I guess, we're learning more about her. Apparently, you know, she, like, just consumes souls to stay young, which apparently she hasn't obviously been doing a good job lately because she's old fuck. Well, and that's
0: the whole reason that, you know, Jesse left and wasn't bringing her souls, so it caused her to turn into what she is now.
1: Exactly, and, uh, yeah, she's starting to feel that, and, you know... We knew that she was going to meet up with Satan eventually because of the Comic-Con trailer. I'm um, yeah. glad that that's happened and they have this, you know, funny sort of relationship where I guess she made a deal with him a long time ago that, you know, he was going to let her live and just consume souls to stay young and alive, but when that stopped working for her, which, you know, could also be the case. It might yeah. it might be the fact that maybe uh this before the season ends we'll see her consume like a whole shit ton of souls and actually you know transform into a different actress like a young hot one or something I don't know.
0: Yeah. They could do some crazy I'm, shit with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean like I said with two episodes left it doesn't seem like I don't know if they're going to wrap up the farm arc or not. I hope they do. They seem to be wrapping stuff up but I mean we're still kind of I mean, how the fuck is Jesse going to pull his soul out of fucking All-Fathers' ass? I, I don't know. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> True. And, and, well, now I, I um, wonder as well how they're going to tie Cassidy's plotline back into uh, theirs. Unless it's as simple as uh, Jesse and Tulip finally decide we need Cassidy, um, so now we're going to go to him. Or him deciding, oh, I need my friends. I'm going to go to them.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, by the end of this episode, with Cassidy's storyline, uh, it seems like that's what's going to happen. Because, I mean, he now knows about Acarius and his crazy vampire-eating ways. That kind of pisses him off. Um, so I'm certain that we're going to see a big showdown between them in the next episode, and hopefully that brings Cassidy back to the group by the season finale.
1: Yes, if uh, if Cassidy manages to get away from Acarius, because it seemed like uh, he's going to be... Uh, captured for some time, you know. And and hopefully yeah. hopefully right away uh next episode we will see, you know, what Acarius's big plan is, what he's going to be doing with Cassidy or what he wants Cassidy to do. I don't know, I assume he's going to eat him, but if he would, if that were the case, you know, uh why why not <laughs> do it earlier or more intelligently. I don't know. Yeah.
0: That's why I don't think that's the case because I think he's going to be more along the lines of try to talk Cassidy into doing what he's doing instead. Because I mean, it seems like he does want a partner in all this that he wants a friend and somebody who's as old as him or if not older and, Somebody that he can hang out with that knows what's going on. And then be well, like, "Well, I think it hey, he was you know, we could be stronger if we eat these vampires."
1: It was already established that Cassidy's a younger vampire than him.
0: Yeah. Okay. He so, was he was
1: a hundred something years old, and Cassidy was only like, what was he like seventy or eighty or something? Or was Cassidy like one hundred and thirty?
0: No. Yeah, I think he says he's over a hundred years old. I think he's like a hundred and fifty years old or something like oh. that. He he says it when he's talking to Tulip
1: on the phone. I'm curious but, might have had. Might have had longer, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, either, either way, um, yeah. there's a missing piece to this uh, uh, equation, and hopefully we get it right away in the next episode with that. But um, yeah. I, I genuinely loved the uh, the whole soul bank robbery uh, scene. Oh, yeah. it, it was a great... Yeah. I mean, we've already had a bank robbery scene <laughs> this season. And, and just this now was so different and, and better than... Um, what we'd seen before—that you know, it, the whole thing was great. <laughs> I, I felt the human like
0: resources thing was awesome. The little play they were doing, I was like, "Are they acting?" Because this is terrible. And then, yeah, of course, it turned out that they were <laughs> putting on a show, which was hilarious and great. I really liked that interaction.
1: Yeah, yeah, their their whole posing as a uh, I don't, an HR company to, to <laughs> speak to them about you know. Uh, sex ab- abuse in the workplace or sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, and then especially to make that little nod uh, kind of towards the, not the end of the episode, but later in the episode when the the guy in the lobby came up to the girl from hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't do this often, but your butt is out of this world or whatever he said. Uh,
0: and she chokes him or rips his head off, does something, but it's not good.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish they'd have shown, but... Yeah. Unfortunately not. Um, you know, which, and... Oh, what?
0: Uh, which, I mean, if you've watched the clip, we kind of have an idea as to who she is. She's the angel of death.
1: Is that the case? No, I thought that was the same um, lady that we saw whipping um, the saint of killers uh, an yeah, episode it is. or two ago. The one that yeah. I think Satan was <laughs> kind of uh, talking down to. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Like, oh, it makes we can sense. learn from him. Yeah, it makes sense that you know the angel of death is uh with Satan because most of the people are sinners, so she's going to be bringing all the souls to him.
1: Right. Yeah. Um So that you know, I, I just I wonder if they're going to develop that character a little bit more, or if she'll kind of die off here as a, a you know expendable in a, in an episode or two.
0: We'll see what happens. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it looks like they're doing some stuff with her in the next episode because they have a clip out there that you can watch. And uh, it looks like they're going to kind of be moving her along into a confrontation with Tulip because, of course, at the end of this episode, after they go through the whole fucking bank heist, all the fucking badass shit that Tulip does, and Featherstone, and Jody, it turns out that Tulip, fucking turns Featherstone over to death because Satan, of course, sends death to grab her, and she ends up fooling death into grabbing fucking Featherstone, which was awesome, I thought.
1: Yeah, okay, so, yeah, like you said, everybody betrays everybody here. So yeah, Granny, yeah. Granny's dealing with the devil <laughs> who comes to find out that Jesse has Genesis, right? That's, that's what her right. big news to reveal to him was. Yeah. So, now Jesse's a person of interest for the devil as well, and because of Tulip's proximity to him, she's the target. And, of course, Granny wants her dead anyway, because she killed her. So, oh, yeah. So, Tulip is a target now. His bad blood. To get to Jesse. Um, er- everybody's sort of intertwining now. It's it's great um, yeah. that we finally have this. I mean, it seems like we've come a long freaking way since season one, where... Oh, you know, yeah. we were still kind of wondering, like, what any of this meant or, or how deep it went. Um, yeah, it was really surprising, I guess, uh, to see that you know, all stars, big plan, or all star, all star, all father and-, and star <laughs> and hair star, <laughs> dude, they're all star. It's team all star now.
0: Damn straight, it's it is right me. now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised to learn. That all father's plan was, you know, to literally suck Genesis out of Jesse with like this cheesy sci-fi vacuum tube, yeah. which which is really fitting with the whole theme of the show and its low budget aspect and everything <laughs> you know, that's had from season yeah. one. It's great stuff, and they're trying to p- transplant Genesis into Humperdoo, which we get the joy of finding out. Cool scene, by the way, when uh, like every other temporary host to genesis before him explodes we get the revelation that there are multiple humperdoos there they are mass they pumping out clones of the the prophesized Messiah. one <laughs> the Messiah. Yeah.
0: i like the little montage we get of just all the humperdoos exploding
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh that's what really made this episode i think you know um, yeah, just bringing him back and and uh, all this weird shit. And you know, we get introduced to this German scientist lady, who's who's been trying to find. And actually, I want to talk about this a little bit because she gives this great description about you know how Genesis um, was a combination of good and bad from angel and demon, and that's yeah. why you know Jesse is such a great host for him because he's that right combination of of good and evil. Yeah. Which I think is going to be, you know, pretty much the running theme of Jesse's whole character arc, um, throughout the whole series is that, you know, we do have these moments where God, we just hate him and we think he's evil and a piece of shit, but he's going to have good deeds. I think that will balance those out in the end.
0: Yeah. Which I think they've done a good job since Cassidy leaving, you know, once that all kind of changed, We've gotten a pretty good look at the good side of Jesse now, so I haven't been as pissed off at him these last few episodes, which is a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, he's he's been significantly <laughs> cool lately when his you know love interest is uh, a hostage. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. And and that, he that himself is things. a hostage, basically. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm just like scrubbing through this episode. I feel like we've covered a lot of of what went on, you know, with uh, just everybody's plot lines. I mean, Jesse spends most of the episode strapped to a chair, feeding Humberdoo. Yeah, 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 and that's that's <laughs> a highlight of the episode as well. Like I said, the the German scientist lady is creating these um, like hybrid. What are they like genes that she just pumps into the Humperdoos to try and make them a, a perfect match for Genesis? It,
0: yeah, it seems like that because it's kind of like the. She says it's the Tom Brady or something like that. of <laughs> Yeah, of the it was. It was,
1: it was uh, oh, who the fuck? Thomas Jefferson and um, Wayne Brady. <laughs> yeah. And so that's
0: actually the perfect mixture and it allows Humperdue. So basically, all the clones are gone because they're actually going to use the original Humperdue to put Genesis in now that they've got a way to do it. So that's kinda of where we leave off. It's like shit, this is if they actually succeed, then Genesis is no longer in Jesse and it's in Humperdew and All Father gets his way and Humperdo becomes the fucking next Messiah and has now, the word of God.
1: Yeah, but wait a minute. Now is that what they is that what they meant? They have another the original Humperdew? Or do they have yeah. I thought they I thought the I don't know. I thought he was alluding to they had another messiah in mind i guess nah
0: they would have just kept the the one that actually it it worked with they would have just kept him and not even worried about it so i think they didn't want to taint the and have a clone be the actual messiah so they're going to use the original humperdue and that's what we're going to get
1: oh okay yeah i guess um i i do recall uh all father was you know Touting him up in the the last episode, so yeah. <laughs> possibly he wants
0: to use Humperdee as the Messiah one hundred percent, so yeah, that's what's about to happen
1: and um the other great plot line from this episode, like I was saying before, is Hoover gets its uh such a good uh, yeah. uh arc with him, you know he failed to catch the vampires, you know, tried to come back again, and was very stupidly caught, you know being their cab driver one night. Yeah. And and Cassidy's all about killing him. I, re- I really love the joke about the bees. <laughs> yeah, the bees were great. Where are we going to get bees? I'm a beekeeper. You're a beekeeper. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't he just open with that? I have bees. Let's do that. Thing, you know, but
0: oh, it was great. It was great. And these these people are fucking sadistic as fuck because they're the one throwing out all the ideas of how to kill him. Cassidy's like, how are we going to do this? And they're like, well, I've got bees.
1: We'll do that. From the Wicker Man, yeah, you worst know, movie ever. And, and Cassidy says it's a classic movie. Well, he's, yeah, he's, he was probably thinking of the original. I bet he didn't know it was remade. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Uh, it's, yeah, that, is that's, my guess. That's the
0: only explanation. Otherwise, but, yeah. You know, I,
1: Cassidy also thinks Big Lebowski sucks. Yeah. So who knows what what he really feels about it uh his uh hoover's whole plot line with you know falling in with the vampires i thought was great and it allowed for cassidy to get this opportunity of you know snooping on Icarus. and especially since yeah. the guy was stupid enough to throw his, his bloodied neck pillow out in the garbage you know where cassidy would oh, obviously yeah. be snooping around yeah. like what the hell acarius that's like rookie shit yeah. Yeah, that
0: was stupid. Well, I mean, once you're in a mode and you're you're used to it, you think you're not going to get caught. Most serial killers do, and of course, Sicarius had that idea of, "Oh, I won't get caught" and just got got fucking lazy.
1: That and or he didn't care if Cassidy found it. I just don't That's think a he possibility. I don't think he was counting on him finding it as he was about to feed, you know, and showing up during yeah. that. I think he probably thought that at most uh, he'd continue doing what he's doing and then Cassidy would come to him at some point and be like, hey man, I, I, I figured out what you're doing and I want to talk yeah. about it. But Cassidy was straight up like, you're not going to do anything anymore. Like As soon as he started yeah. being slightly threatening sounding, Icarus was like, nope, boom. <laughs> Just yeah, force pushes him out, him out of with there. the
0: quickness. Yeah, it was like shit. And then Hoover's able to escape though, which is good. Uh, which is, you know, this whole thing. Let's go ahead and go back to it. This never happens in the comics. Hoover never has oh, turned into you know a vampire. Oh, you know what?
1: Now that I think about it, there's there's your uh, bridge for the two characters' plot lines right there. Uh, oh, yeah. Hoover, Hoover yeah. has escaped from one situation and he's going to the next. He's going to return, uh, you know, and, and be like, hey, Star, um,. I'm a vampire now and I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, stars going to be like, okay, whatever. Cool. Fucking use your vampire skills to help us in our situation. And then yeah. Jesse, will find out like, Oh God, you're, you're with Cassidy. You're a vampire. Oh, we got to go help him. And, yeah. uh, that's, yeah, no, that's more or, yeah. or less how they'll link them.
0: That'll be interesting. We'll see. I'll have to see how that goes because, uh, well, seeing as how we'll have a new episode here soon, We'll be able to uh come back here and talk about it and all that good stuff.
1: Hell yeah, man. Uh we'll we'll definitely be back a lot sooner than last time. Um Yeah. I, I think it was uh hilarious how Tulip was able to give this, you know, like Angel of Death the slip with just a little No, that's not my name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like And even and Jody's reaction was great. He's like, What the fuck are you doing here? It's like, Oh bitch, your plan didn't work. <laughs>
1: yeah no shit yeah like everybody's everybody's double crossing everyone and yeah um i'm I'm hoping you know the characters that I like will end up allying and uh yeah send the dumb granny packing,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: We'll see where it goes from here, but uh yeah, um as long as uh don't explode, I think we're gonna see some serious shit.
0: Oh yeah, we can't have fucking Humperdo as as Genesis. That's just not gonna work out for the Oh, world. and
1: here's another thing. I guess do you think the uh do you think the Hell Brigade, the the people that are going to hell, are actually gonna make the bus or not? Because uh Hitler's calling in his support yeah. <laughs> buddy. Um,
0: I don't know, because in all actuality, um I mean the Saints there. Uh, we got the next episode like I said the clip it actually shows Featherstone death Santa Killer's Hitler and Arseface all waiting for this bus to get there and so we'll see what happens I mean I don't I, I don't know if Hitler's buddies are going to have enough power to get get them out of the situation
1: No but I could see them showing up to save him distracting the Saint of Killer and the and the Angel yeah. uh, long enough for Hitler to slip away and you know everyone else
0: yeah
1: and and i I would imagine if hitler runs away from that situation eugene will stay there
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah eugene's just i mean fuck the kid's too good he's even sitting there like god has a plan it's like dude you don't even know god's fucking gone he's not even a part of this you have no fucking clue you're so screwed right now
1: yeah totally totally um, so great things to come man I, I I'm telling you these last two episodes uh I'm tempted to just review them again in one episode because it's so much fun just talking about them back to back but we'll yeah. we'll be back we'll be back live after the the airing for our our thoughts on it because you know we're definitely gonna want to take a while to discuss the season finale I'm sure so.
0: oh yeah, absolutely we've got so much stuff that's happening. Uh, we still have no word on another season, but I have very high hopes for it getting renewed. I've seen shows with lesser ratings get renewed at AMC. Uh, they're, they're just really on a good pace, I think, to, to make season four even better. So I'm really fingers crossed that we get more. This series has won me over. I mean, in the beginning, I, I didn't really know what to think of all this because of all the changes. I've even told my brother who doesn't want to watch it because of the changes. I'm like, no, man, check it out. It really, it does a good job of capturing some of the essence of the characters, but in some they've demonized the character. But this has just been a fun show. I'm really excited to see what these last two episodes bring.
1: Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I, I think it's a. a- Modernization of of a familiar story
0: that absolutely it's, it's
1: working out so far, and we definitely yeah. definitely want more. Hell yeah!
0: Yeah, and I mean I'm glad to see somebody who was never even read the comics enjoy it as much as you do.
1: I will go a step further and say, bring back Odin Kincanon. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> from, yeah! From season one, I would one. love
0: more Odin Kincannon, uh even with the fact that his story didn't come until like five or six graphic
1: novels in. I'd like to see him come back. Just do a cameo. They've they've already got hell. So do a cameo of, you know, them walking through the rooms again like they did. And just have him be in one room. And his hell is, you know, the day we saw him already uh, (laughs) discovering all of his... his, For some reason, they sent all the dead bodies straight to his office, if you recall. Yeah,
0: that was fucking crazy shit. And even looking back on all the seasons, just how well they've done with capturing the essence of these of these awesome graphic novels. And even if you haven't read them, I highly suggest after the series is over, you go and you read them because they're worth it.
1: Hell yeah, man. Well, you can definitely find out uh, when our next episode airs by checking our Facebook.
0: Yep, and that's facebook.com forward slash talkingpreacher. And you can also check our website for any episodes and updates we have, which is talkingpreacher.com.
1: Hell yeah. And uh, we got two more fantastic episodes in store for you and super excited to talk about them, but that'll come next time. Until then, I've been your host Mitchell and I have been your other host Dustin. And we will talk some preacher at you another day.